All right, welcome into another Daily Wager Extra podcast. I'm Doug Kazarian. We are taping this on January 27th. It is a Thursday. Um, wild, wild finishes for both the Niners over the Packers and also the Chiefs over the Bills. You can imagine the swings in the live betting markets and all sorts of fun stuff. We'll also we'll discuss that with John Murray coming up in a moment. And we'll also look ahead to this weekend, the conference championship games. Um, one score uh, is the point spreads in this one. But what a weekend it was. First time since 1970s, all four divisional round games had a point spread of six or less, and they all featured games that came down to the final play and just three field goals and a touchdown. So just just, just historically awesome um, weekend of football, and we will discuss it all straight ahead. Kicking is for losers. All right, time now to bring in Mr. Executive Director, who is a total suit traveling during the week. Very busy, very busy man. Yeah, I'd say, uh, but this is not a work trip, Doug. You know, this is like oh. the rare, uh, this is the rare trip of recreation. I'm in Columbus, Ohio with my little brother, Peter. We're here for Team USA El Salvador World Cup qualifier tonight at the Columbus Crew Stadium. And you, you know, it sucked. We went out to dinner last night, a very nice dinner. And because we're here on a, on a fun trip, not a work trip, we had to pay for it ourselves. You know, that Ooh. sucks. You know what I mean? Like you, you get used to going on these work trips, having the company plastic. Uh, the, the, you know, this time we had to pay for everything the old fashioned way. And man, it sucked. We just looked at each other like, are you going to do this or what? So we, we ended up going, we ended up going Dutch. Um, no credit card roulette. <laughs> no, no, we talked about it, but it was pretty pricey. It wasn't cheap. Uh, Columbus, uh, uh, Columbus apparently is doing very well because it, it wasn't cheap. That, um, that might be my favorite thing to do in the world. Credit card roulette. There is just nothing like, and I'm I'm a firm <laughs> believer. I'm a firm believer because I've seen it done both ways. Very, very appalling. It's not the first one out loses. It's the last one. The last one out loses. So you get more drama, more suspense. That makes you know, sense. Get, the build, you get the some bang up. for your buck. Yeah, you gotta have a build up to it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Plus the. The, the, the sweaty palms last a little longer. Now, we, it was just two of us. We are brothers. Um, so we didn't. Uh, he, he paid for the hotel room. I paid for the tickets to the game tonight. So uh, okay. the, the, the dinner, the dinner being split, we seen, we felt was fair. I've been at a bachelor party, done the uh, credit card roulette. The, the one caveat we said going in, loser gets drinks paid for him the rest of the night by everyone else. So it was fun. That's uh, fair. Uh, that's yeah. Good. So he can he can drink his sorrows away for free. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. But and it's good to get the waitress to do it or someone like in the restaurant because it, it becomes a big spectacle and it's a lot of fun that way. All right, we move on. So let's recap last weekend first because yeah. I don't know what they're calling it in Buffalo, uh, as if, as if that franchise and fan base needed more misery, but. Mm-hmm. Um, spectacular, spectacular finish, and, and a little vindication for your guy right here. I said you have to have a death wish to bet the side in this game. I think it's an yeah. overbet, but I said I don't think there's an edge in this game at all, and it certainly played out that way. I was texting with one of my buddies who's a big Bills fan after the game, and he was saying like he thinks oh. that this loss was worse than the Music City Miracle, and I said, "Well, dude, Absolutely. it was way worse than the Music City Miracle. The Music City Miracle was a wild card game." If yes, the Bills win round. that, if the Bills win that game, they are a seven, seven and a half point favorite in the AFC Championship game against the Bengals this week, and and they're the, I think they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl if yes. they beat if they hang on to beat Kansas City. It's absolutely worse. 
I, I thought it was, uh, I know everyone is a prisoner of the moment and they get caught up in everything. And there's a lot of exaggerations after these games, but I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that was the greatest quarterback duel in playoff history. I mean, it was, we were, we were all sitting back there last Sunday at the Superbook laughing at some of the plays that Josh Allen was making. He, he bowled over a linebacker on third down and knocked him out of the game. His, his second to last touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis, he threw the ball so hard, Davis was knocked to the ground as he made the catch. And, and, and Pat Mahomes was equally incredible. I, I've never seen a quarterback performance, two guys going at it like that in my life. It, it was a remarkable, well, remarkable game. Yeah, and, and they, they are like the stars, too. Like, it lived up to like, – right. the ball was put in their hands by their coaches – and, um, you know, I, it just, it, it, it just, it, it played out exactly as it should have. Yeah. It, it was, it left you a little speechless too. Cause to, to see those two guys and think about how great they are and how young they are, you know, we're going to get this again in the future. Uh, those two, these two teams aren't going anywhere as long as those two quarterbacks are on their rosters. And there's a few other quarterbacks in the AFC and we're going to talk about one of them because he's playing on Sunday as well. But those two guys in my mind right now are just head and shoulders above, above the rest of the league. And, uh, and they're going to be around for a while. Well, it's the dual threat component, first of all. But, yeah, I mean, Mahomes, especially that first quarter, he was really making plays that were just stupid. Like, they should have been, like, yeah. three sacks in the end of the drive. So yeah, he, he kept escaping the pass rush and finding a receiver. Right. And, and Allen, I, 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 love, I love when they call those quarterback sweeps for Allen. And I, I think I, I tweeted something about that they, they either punted or kicked a field goal on fourth and one. And it's like, no, 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 no. You have Josh Allen, you guys. You don't, when you have Josh Allen, you don't kick a field goal or punt on fourth and short and give the ball back to Pat Mahomes. And if you have Pat Mahomes, you don't kick a field goal or punt on fourth and short and give the ball back to Josh Allen. These guys are too great. They're both too great. You can't do that. You've got to be going for touchdowns. Yeah, the QB sweep was nice. And then I think on third or fourth down, they did a QB draw as well. Uh, Allen, that threw him off because they went four or five wide. And it was great. It was great. Just the play calling was excellent. Uh, I did not like one of the punts. I think everybody groaned as well. It was fourth and four, I believe, and it ended up being a touchback, I want to say. But, yeah, you know, those are tough calls. Fourth and four, I think it was like his own 48. I, I understand the punt. It was first half, but still. Um but 13 seconds will live forever. Did you have a live line at that point at all? Or you know, they, uh, one of your colleagues, David Purdom, asked me that question. Um, to be honest with you, it was so manic back there after the last Bills touchdown. We got we were setting up Bills minus 7.5 versus Bengals, and we mm. were about to turn the betting on, and I had to ask one of the guys who was doing the in-game, and he told me, no, we, didn't, we did not put up a line. Um, and then – and in the moment where it happened, I didn't even notice that, you know, Buffalo should have, they shouldn't have kicked the ball off through the back of the end zone. They should have kicked it up in the air to take some time off the clock. Yeah, I believe Romo was saying that. I didn't even and... notice that. It was so, it was just chaotic back there after that touchdown. We're trying to get Bill's Bengals set up where all these conversations are going on. And, and we, we kind of, we thought the game was over is the best way to put it. We, we kind of stopped paying attention to the game. So it's funny. I had a pretty big live wager, like at the end of regulation, on um, the Chiefs. And so when the Bills score, whatever, I mean, I hedged a little bit, but I basically said my buddy and I were um, texting. He's like, "This ain't over yet. Like, don't, don't. This ain't done." You know. And it's funny. 
it was doable at the time. And I didn't realize how I just thought like maybe a long over the middle kind of thing. I didn't think like the scene, you know, obviously there's been so much written and covered about, you know, Kelsey calling his own audible and going down the seam and along the hashes. I will say this, and I didn't think of this at the time, but I'm also not a head coach or any coach in the NFL. They should know this with 13 seconds and, you know, the touchback or whatever, the time is there, but you don't even have to rush anyone. You're not going to get to them. He's got to right. get rid of it, right? Right. So you it's can put 13 clock. in coverage or 11 in coverage in the 13 seconds because they, you're not getting to the quarterback. The ball's going to be out. So why even have four right there? You should have four along like the 10 yards down the field. You don't need yeah. to rush anyone. You have zero rush. Yeah. It, 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 the whole thing makes no sense. And all you have to do is bleed a little bit of clock down there and – but they were so them, unprepared let, with let whether it be the kickoff a, or the defensive form. But it's kind of like we, us at the Superbook, we're in the back room scrambling to get the AFC Championship game on. We're not paying any attention to the game. But it seems like the Buffalo Bills coaching staff wasn't paying attention either. They're all they're all ready to go celebrate and get ready to go play in the AFC title game. And they didn't think of the right thing to do on the kickoff. And they didn't do what you're saying, which is just put everybody back, let them complete a pass in the middle of the field and just tackle the guy. The only thing you have to worry about there is, is running clock. That's it. That nothing else matters at that point. It's a, uh, I feel bad for bills fans. I, yeah. I was you know, full disclosure. I was rooting for the bills because I just thought it would have been more fun. No offense to the chiefs. Cause they have an awesome fan base and I love Pat Mahomes. I don't have a problem with them at all, but I thought it would have been a lot of fun having the bills, the bills mafia, taking over Las Vegas Super Bowl week, taking over mm-hmm. L.A. Super Bowl week. I thought that would have been a lot of fun and, and, and a lot of excitement. And plus, we would have had a lot of fun making Super Bowl props with Josh Allen because he's such a versatile player. He's so great. There's so many different things we could do with him because he can run the football. Obviously, pretty good thrower of the football as well. So it, 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 would, have been, it would have been exciting to have the Bills in the Super Bowl. Well, it would have been fresh blood, too. It would look like right. the Chiefs True. are going to go again. but. So what's the line in action this weekend? AFC championship game. We, really not a whole lot of conversation here. We opened at Kansas City minus seven, and we're still there. The, the, the total has gone up quite a bit. We, we went up as high as 55 briefly, had a sharp player come in, go under 55, knocked us down to 54. But the side has actually stayed the same since we put it up last Sunday night. And the public is on Cincinnati, or I'm sorry, excuse me. The public is on Kansas City. There have been some sharper plays on Bengals plus seven, but nothing that would make us move the price here. Nothing that would make us move the number. So we're still at Chiefs seven. It looks like we're going to need the Bengals, but not as much as we're gonna. We needed them uh, on on Saturday when the public was all over Tennessee in that AFC divisional playoff. This week the action seems to be a little bit more divided. Yeah, seven field to get off that number is going to take a lot, right? I think it's the third most yeah. common. Um, margin of victory i think it goes three ten seven i think is the order uh, since the extra point was moved back but um seven feels right i think i bet you the Bengals cover because i think the chiefs uh, everyone's trying to re- you know overreact to the, what they saw last well the Bengals need to block you know they're they they're going to need to block yes. the kansas city pass rush joe burrow i believe he got sacked nine times in that game against the titans uh, so a terrific performance by him, but they're not, I don't think they're going to get away with that against Kansas city. Ryan Tannehill basically gave the game to the Bengals. He kept making mistakes, terrible interception there at the end of the fourth quarter. I don't think Pat Mahomes is going to do that. You know, famous last words, but I don't think that Burrow is going to be able to, to trade touchdowns with Pat Mahomes the way he was able to score with Tannehill 
if his pass rush doesn't help him out. I'm not pinning that on Burrow, although there were a couple sacks there where it looked to me like Burrow should have got rid of the football. But his, yeah, his especially offense, a couple that took him out of field goal range too. Yes, that was that's the best one. I think I think they ended up with like a fourth and twenty six because he got sacked on second and third down, and they had to punt the ball away. So he's not going to be able to get away with that against the Chiefs. The Chiefs' offense is too high powered. The Bengals' defensive front is a little bit banged up. Expect Kansas City to put a lot of points on the board. It's a lot to ask of Burrow to keep up with the Chiefs, but Burrow has a terrific assortment of weapons at his disposal. Jamar Chase, of course, being the, the stud there, but the, the Bengals have a lot of really good playmakers on offense, so they should be able to move the football. Yeah, the total does feel a little high. I mean, it just, you know, the Bengals' defense isn't really great. For I mean, no. who can stop Mahomes anyway, right? Um, what I saw on Sunday, I don't know how anyone has ever stopped him. I mean, he kept – he, he would always find a way to slip out of the pass rush and find an open receiver. If he's making plays like that, Kansas City is going to their third straight Super Bowl. Yeah, man. They, um, they're going to get to Burrow. I think so, too. I, I think so, too. But really, I uh, can't report anything sharp on the side, and I really can't give a lean myself because the, Kansas City 7 is exactly what I made this game. It's exactly what I, I – Thought we should open the line when it first came out, and I, I don't see any reason to budge off of it. I just don't see any edge at all uh, on the side in this game. Well, let's go to the NFC, and a stunner in that game. Um, just bizarre. Because Usually I'd like to blame Mike McCarthy for Rodgers not going to Super Bowls, but can't blame this one on him. The offense didn't do a whole lot, but it was special teams that ultimately did him in. Well, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, egg on my face. I said all year that, that, that the Packers were going to win the Super Bowl. All the second half of the year, I was saying that uh, I said that Rodgers was going to win his second Lombardi and he just couldn't get it done. You know, he could not, he, he just could not convert third downs against that defense. Uh, I, I'm still kind of in shock over that game to tell you the, to tell you the truth. I mean, if you told me on Saturday morning that green Bay was only going to give up, was going to give up no offensive touchdowns and that they were going to lose the football game. I would have said the only way that's possible is Aaron Rodgers must have got hurt in the first quarter and left the game. I, I don't know how – it doesn't just shock me that the 49ers won. The way they won is the thing that is just so surprising, and I just can't right. wrap my head around it. I mean, to, and then they, they, get the, they get the stop on fourth and one, the play where Trent Williams came in as a fullback. They stuffed that play. I thought the game was over right there. Green Bay goes three and out again. They – and then they have the blocked punt. The whole Packers team is standing around like the play is over and the Niners run in for a touchdown. And then I, I thought to myself, all right, well, Rogers will get him a field goal here. He's Aaron Rodgers, And they go three and out again and they lose the game in regulation. Uh, stunning, really a stunning, stunning result there. You know, it's funny. I write a column every week um, for com about the futures market and everything during the Rico season. And, and look, I, talked about a lot of long shots and there's been a lot of bad tickets and for the one time I, I did say Niners at 30 to 1 to win the NFC was a good value because they were getting healthy this was about week 12 or so they have all the makings to do to win certain games right go on the road and the run sure. game and the physicality and then with Kittle back I mean without with and without Kittle they're such a different offense well, there's no doubt about that Kittle made an incredible catch on the sideline I want to say in the first quarter oh, of that second game. down yeah unbelievable catch and that they ended up 
they actually ended up throwing an uh, interception at the end of that drive, but that really was the first spark their offense had in that game. The problem that San Francisco might run into this weekend is Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo threw at least one ball that should have been returned for a touchdown the other way, possibly two balls that should have been returned for a touchdown. If Green Bay snags either of those balls and runs back for a touchdown, we're talking about a Rams-Packers-NFC championship game. So kudos to the Niners, but they had a very thin margin there. They got away with everything. They won the game, and they probably ended Aaron Rodgers' career as a Green Bay Packer. Yeah, he's done. One foot out the door for sure. It's just um, it's too bad. It would have been it would have been nice. But the Niners, I mean, look, I think for prop betting and Super Bowl handle, the book probably doesn't want the Niners. But um, yeah, the Niners have, the Niners have a pretty big fan base. I, I would say the the Niners definitely have a bigger national fan base than the Rams do. So I don't. I, I think the important thing for us is getting Kansas City in the game. I don't know that it's going to make too much of a difference if it's L.A. or San Francisco. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's talk about the Rams because they got it done. Uh, Wild finished themselves in a crazy live betting game as well. I uh, I bet the Bucks before the Fournette touchdown plus two seventy scalped back. My buddy was texting me. He's really he's sharp. He's a guy I've done a bunch of betting with, and he's just like they're going to go deep here because on second down when they went deep to Cup, the Bucks were out of timeout, so they could just run it on third down, kill the clock. So he wanted to take a shot on second down, and he knew it right away and. They did, and Cup, you know, who knows? No one knew that they'd get a safety on him or whatever, but the Rams uh, blew the lead. Akers off the hook with the fumble because they get the game when you field goal. I don't know that I've ever – like, we have, we have a feed that we watch in our back risk room. It's a few seconds ahead of the public, the, the screen, the, the feed on the screens that we show the, the public in the, in the book. And I don't know that I've ever remember a crazier game where we would see a play at the end of that Rams-Bucks game and be like, oh, my God, wait till the public sees this game. Wait till the crowd sees this play. And after, I think it was Cam Akers fumbled. We were just sitting back in the book in disbelief, waiting for the reaction from the crowd. The, the whole end of that game was just insane. And I don't, know, I don't know what the Rams were doing. It was like they were doing everything they could to get Tom Brady back into the NFC Championship <laughs> game. And we needed them to. I mean, we, look, the public was all over the Rams. We didn't really have a big decision on the last game, on the Chiefs-Bills game. The action on the side in that game was very split. We wanted the under. We didn't have a big decision. Our big decision on Sunday was the early game. We needed the, we needed the Bucks big. Everybody was betting the Rams after their great win on Monday night over Arizona. And we took a pretty big loss on that game. Crazy game. And, and I don't know what the Rams were doing at the end of it, but to, the, they also fumbled, I think, right before halftime going in for a touchdown, too. I mean, the, the, yeah. the Rams really should have won that game by a lot more than they did. So you know, keep that in mind as, as we look ahead to this weekend. Yeah, man, that, that fumbled the end. <laughs> the Rams yeah, don't forget, this one. forget about that one. Oh, I know. If the Rams had blown that, it, it would have been one of the most spectacular losses in the history of the league because they, they really should have yeah. won that game by like three or four touchdowns. Even the touchdown that put – 
that put the Bucks down, or I'm saying, put the Bucks down by seven. That was like a forty-second drive, where all yeah. if you're if you're the Rams, all you need to do, it doesn't even matter if they score a touchdown there, as long as you force them to use some clock. And they threw it a long touchdown pass on like the second play of the drive. Yeah, to Evans. What? Uh, okay, awful. so so the Niners have won six straight meetings with the Rams. So Shanahan mm-hmm. certainly has McVay's number. Obviously, the pieces have changed, especially for LA. Uh, Stafford now the guy, but but San Francisco has their number. I mean, there's something to be said about that because it is McVay and Shanahan. There's no doubt about that. And th- these guys were uh, they, they were assistants together in Washington. McVay, I believe, was the tight ends coach. Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. They've they they've known each other probably their whole careers. And it it for whatever reason it does look like Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's number. I, I like Kyle Shanahan a little bit better. Uh, I think I think Shanahan is the guy that I'd rather have as my coach, but I, I don't know. Big quarterback edge here to McVay and the Rams with Stafford. Not that I totally trust Stafford, but I trust him a lot more than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I've been bashing uh, Garoppolo a little bit too, but he, he's answered the call. I mean, look, there is the, the turnover, right? He had the, the pick, the un, inexplicable pick against the Cowboys. That made no sense. Um, but it's the Niners team. Like I said, the physicality, the defense, the Rams have the weapons and the big playability for sure. But the Niners have had their number. And I just, I'm just, you know, a little surprised by that. I, I, I can't disagree. And, and I think, and the Niners have, the Niners have all these like just top, top stars. Trent Williams is probably the best offensive line or best offensive tackle in the NFL. Debo Samuel is a very special player. Kittle might be the best tight end in the game. Bosa is one of the best pass rushers in the game. So there's some really – it's not at the quarterback position for San Francisco, but there's some really elite talent on the team, guys that could potentially make huge plays in this game. It's, it's hard to bet against the 49ers right now because they really are on a roll. And we have seen some sharp players take plus 3.5, minus 110 at the Superbook. That's why we're at plus 3.5, minus 120. When we first opened the game on Sunday – we had a sharp guy lay us the money line. He laid Rams minus 165. And you've seen the money line go up quite a bit off of his bet. And the market moved up. But uh, there has been some buyback on San Francisco getting the points. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I think I think the nine, I could see the I could see both dogs getting sharp money, but I don't see an edge at all. I don't see an edge at all. But what do I know? I've been ice cold all season. So. Well, you can't. Yeah, no one can listen to me either. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I picked Green Bay the whole way and I, I picked them specifically because of the, what I, I said was the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. And I still believe him to be a great, great player, maybe the best quarterback we've ever seen. But they lost their first playoff game at home. He threw one touchdown pass in the first quarter and did nothing the rest of the game. So there's no reason to listen to me either. Uh, I'll tell you that much. So, on that note, what a tease. Yeah, um, on that note, here are our picks this week, guys. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's get to the oh, bonanza. Yeah. Sure. It's time for Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, Murray. Um, I'm still way, way behind. I don't even know how we did last week. I, I believe Darren, the intern, said I went one and one. Well, that's, so... why, we, that's why we have an intern. You know, you gotta yeah, you gotta look at it like you you and I are white gloves. You know, we don't do any of the work. We're, we're the talent. We don't we don't have to do anything like that. We get somebody else to do all the math and cross the T's and dot the I's for us. Uh, we don't. I don't think you need to know. 
you, you have somebody that does that for you. I wouldn't worry about it. I know I, I I've been leaning on my guy, the Prince of Proverbs, yeah. and, and I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him kind of drive the bus home for us here the rest of the season. Cause like I said, I mean, for me to lose that, the Packers makes me look so dumb for them to go out in the divisional playoff makes me look so dumb that why, I don't know why people would come back. Why would you go back to the well and ask me for another pick after that? Well, the Prince of Props was very active on Twitter, and Darren was retweeting them a bunch. So, uh, <laughs> so what do we got? Two and one for the Prince of Props? I, I think he did. I think he went two and one because we. Uh, he texted me right after the Bucks game. He said that I guess Cam Akers, whatever his number was, he went under it by one yard. Yeah, forty. And, he, and, we, had, and we had under. And the funny thing was, by the time he texted me, he we, he had also gone under Mahomes. Mahomes actually went over his rush yards on the first drive of the game. So with it, with one, one drive into the second game, we'd already gone one and one for the day, but I believe he had Garoppolo under on Saturday night. And that was a sharp play because Garoppolo really uh, wasn't able to move the football at all against green Bay. Right. Yeah. No, no offense after that first drive. And then the second drive for yeah. the Packers goes to midfield Mercedes Lewis fumbles. And then <clears throat> not a whole lot of offense at all. So, uh, I don't know what my unit is. Did I pass last week? I don't even know. Oh, this is terrible. Shame on me. But I've already waved the white flag. Uh, Murray, you are on the tee box here. I, I think I, – I don't have my screen totally in front of me right now, but I think I saw that the South Point, Chrissy Andrews, and those guys had 49ers plus 3.5 minus 110. Can you confirm the accuracy of that? If that – Well, they always have minus 110. I know they, they do. don't do any juice. Right? I know so, they yeah, do. Three so and I, half. So I'll go, I'll go 49ers plus three and a half minus 110. I'm only going to do 1,000 on it. I don't love it. But like I said, the AFC game, that's exactly what I made that number. So it, it, it's hard for me to, uh, to recommend a play in the AFC title game. I like the Rams number a little lower. I thought the Rams number should be more like some version of three, like minus 320. But we're yeah. really, really, we're really splitting hairs here. You know, we're at the we're at the end of the season, and at the I, I got to tell the people out there at the end of the year, and and in in the Super Bowl as well, these point spreads on the side, these are right where they're supposed to be. So really, tread lightly. You'd probably be much better off finding an advantage in the college basketball markets or the NBA or some other sport that's not getting as much attention right now. Watch the conference championship games on Sunday and enjoy them, but. If you're looking for an edge, it's going to be more like on college hoops or in the prop markets on these games versus betting on the side or total of, of marquee matchups like this. Oh, for sure. We all know that. Um, you know, it's uh, it's the NFL. We know this all too well. Sure. It's tough. It's really um, tough this time of year, but it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I did an interview uh, this week where I said that these two games – on Sunday, these are two of the four heaviest bet games of our whole year, along with the national championship of college football and the Super Bowl. The AFC and NFC title game are two of the four biggest games we have all year, and we get two of them on the same day. So it's a lot of fun. And we also have the uh, we also get to grade our our conference championship future books, which are looking uh, look pretty solid this year. We went on all four of these teams. So I thought you guys were reliable on the Rams, no? Reliable on the Rams in the Super Bowl. And we Got will it. have to and, and we're actually liable on the 49ers in the Super Bowl as well. So we will have to deal with that in two weeks. We'll either way we'll lose on the NFC team. But for the for the conference championship books, we're in good good shape on all four of these teams. 
That was another reason for rooting for Buffalo, by the way, because Buffalo was our best futures book position of the remaining teams after Green Bay went out. For us to win in the NFC, we really needed Green Bay to win. For us to win in the Super Bowl pool from one of the NFC teams, what I'm trying to say, we needed Green right. Bay to be. We needed Green Bay to be in the Super Bowl, and I thought they were going to be, and they kind of let me down. So I'm going to do a teaser because why not? Um, okay. It's not the best number to tease up, but I think we're getting value on the Niners already at three and a half that you just alluded to. I think it should be three. I think it might even come down to three. So I'll just tease it up to nine and a half. Have some fun because Chiefs down to one uh, for a dime, just because we're uh, you know I really picked up. I picked up my ball on this on this hole. Um, what are you I, what, what are you buying? Is, uh, what are you buying for? Who? Are, here's a question: Who are you going to buy for? Because are you going to buy for my niece? I've got a, you know, I'm here in Ohio with my little brother, Peter, his wife, Chelsea, is home in, in Virginia. She is pregnant with a niece that's coming in April. Wow. Are we, are we getting something for uh, little Petey and Chelsea's baby girl? Well, I thought it was with your niece that's already born. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So, so you, you, yeah, we don't want Caroline to be uh, yesterday's news just because she's a year old. Right, that's true. Right. She, you know, well, she's frankly, got Caroline got so blown out that it should be, I should be guests for everyone, including Ellie. Caroline's got so many toys though, man. Like I bought her, I bought her this thing for Christmas and then I was, I was all excited to give it to her cause I went home for Christmas. And then like my sister, Jessica sent me a picture of her in her little play area. And I was like, Oh my God, like she already has that exact thing. And it's, it's tough to get something for Caroline. It's tough to get something for Ellie too. You know, she's got, she's got every toy under the sun. You know, she probably has a million chew toys and all she wants to do is chew on like, my staircase or, or my new couch or something like that. Uh, she, she's, she's a tough one. She's a, my little monster. She's back. Yeah, in no, she is a little monster. Arthur she's started chewing through Vegas. one of his beds. Oh yeah. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she got loose on the, uh, what's today? Thursday. So yesterday morning before I went to the airport, she got loose on the, uh, on the golf course, man. And she's, she was running through the sand traps uh, she was chasing these birds. She, uh, she was, she had the time of her life, uh, but it took me forever to get her to come back inside. I'll tell you that much. Good stuff. All right, my man. Um, oh, I wanted to mention, so the chiefs have been really poor starting games mm-hmm. and Aaron Dolan did his wonderful job on daily wager and also the other daily wager podcast. And she, she was on um, Bill's first quarter last week now pushed, but that, that could be a good thing. I don't want to say flat spot for KC, but they've been slow starting. I, 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 looked up, I can see the Bengals' first quarter covering here. So that we might got, be something to keep, keep in mind here. We got Bengals plus two and a half even money for the first quarter of the Superbook. So if you're looking to bet the first quarter, if you can, if you can remember this, it's not easy, try to see who wins the coin toss and is getting the football first. If you can bet on the team getting points in the first quarter, knowing that they're getting the kickoff, you have a right. real, real advantage we closed the betting on the first quarters after the, after the coin toss for that very reason. I was going to say, if, some if, sharp books take it down right there. But if, but if you can down. find a book like that, if you know the Bengals are getting the coin toss and, they're, and they've elected to receive, you would have some great value on Bengals' first quarter. One of the main reasons being there's no sense of urgency at the end of the first quarter the way there is at the end of the half. They'll just let the clock expire and they'll go to the second quarter, whoever has the ball. So that, that could be a real edge there. What did you, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this before we let, I let you go. Rich Eisen tweeted this yesterday. I was, I was looking at it while I was on the plane. One of his callers suggested this 
as a way to determine NFL overtime. I know that's a hot topic right now after the Bills didn't get the ball on Sunday. This guy was saying that they should determine who gets the ball first in overtime at the game coin toss. So let's say, let's say the Bengals win the toss on Sunday and the Bengals say, okay, we want to have the ball first in overtime. And then the chiefs can decide who gets the ball first to start the game. And then that way, you know, the whole way through the game, who would get the ball first in overtime. So like if I think if Buffalo knew that Kansas city was getting the ball first in OT, I think they would have gone for two after that touchdown to put them up by four. Okay, so I'm probably in the minority. I'm not probably. I know I am. I have no problem with the overtime goals. I don't. I, no I don't either. I, I just people are I, out of control with the complaining. Look, you had four quarters to win the game. All this, this whole, this whole narrative, like the Bills didn't give you a shot. You had four quarters. Okay, you I have agree a chance that. to go for two. This is the nature of this. You have a defense and you have a special teams. There are three aspects to football, not just offense. Stop Mahomes. Play defense. That's 50, let's call it fifty percent for thirteen seconds. Yeah, for thirteen yeah. seconds. No, I, I agree. But what do you? But what do you think in like a macro sense? What do you think of that idea where they? Decide I don't like it. I don't. I, I think, think that'd be cool. Little, I think that would add a lot of strategy to the game. Unnecessary. It's a, a lot much. of strategy involved, though. Now it'd be it'd be interesting in the fourth quarter to see how they played the game, knowing who got the ball first in overtime. Kind of like that Raiders Chargers game I went to, where like seeing how they played the fourth quarter in overtime, knowing they'd both make the playoffs with a tie. There right, was just, a, right. there was an added little element of strategy there down the stretch that I thought that was fun exciting. for sure. I, I know what you mean. It, it would offer a fun twist. I just don't think it's mm -hmm. necessary. I think it's, I think it's uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I firmly believe it ain't broke. I think there's an element mm -hmm. where you can factor that in. You don't want it to come down to a coin toss. I think it's better than penalty shots or anything like, you know, like we have in hockey and well, soccer. It's definitely better than penalty yeah. kicks in soccer. I'll tell you that much. That absolutely sucks. I don't so love the, the I was college gonna, way, I, although I'm not opposed to it vehemently or anything. I was thinking about calling you a curmudgeon and, a, and an old man <laughs> preaching from your porch, but I, I do agree with I – I can't stand the way that they settle soccer games. You know how much I love soccer. There's nothing worse than having a really significant game ending with penalty kicks that sucks so if we're if that's what we're comparing it to then yes nfl overtime is much much better and chiefs fans are quick to remind you that they lost their own afc title game three years ago in overtime the same way with new england getting the ball first and they scored a touchdown so i, I think uh, what goes around comes around and we've seen teams punt numerous times um, sure. in the first possession right it's Defense is part of football, too. And I understand that Mahomes and Allen make the offenses great, and we had a shootout on Sunday evening. I understand that. But yeah. don't let it get to a coin toss. That was a unique – Or win in regulation. That was a unique situation. Because if, if the Green Bay-San Francisco game had gone to overtime, nobody would have been saying, oh, whoever gets the ball first automatically wins. Right? The, 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 right. the Buffalo-Kansas right. the, the Buffalo City game, you had these two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks just firing on all cylinders and – and it was obvious whoever won that toss. I think we moved the money line to like Kansas City 210 or 220 after they won the toss. That Whoever won that toss was going to win that It game. was 210 when they got to midfield before the – was it a McKinnon screen? Okay. Um, I think, and then a Hardman over I think the middle. We were, I think we were even higher than that right after the toss yeah. because we were so I confident. Bet 210. I thought 210 was cheap when they got to midfield. Whoever won uh, that I toss. I could play out of it. We just felt that whoever won that toss was going to win because those quarterbacks were so zoned in. But, you know, if you look at the first game on Saturday, I mean, either, the, the, the either quarterback could have thrown a pick there. And then certainly the late game Saturday, 
you almost didn't want to have the ball. You want to play the field position game because neither team could get a first down on offense. So that, 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 the Buffalo-Kansas City game was a very extreme example, and you don't really want to change the rules based on one extreme example. So I do agree with you there. Yeah. All right, bud. Great stuff as always. We went longer, much longer than I thought we would, yeah. but we uh, broke down some football and had some fun talk about the nieces and dogs. So I got well, I'm I'm dragging the show out because once it's over, me and Peter are going to start pre-gaming, and yeah. so I'm trying to you know I'm trying to drag the show out a little bit, <laughs> kind of give myself a little time to rest up. But I will talk to you next week. We can start talking about the Super Bowl. We'll have the Super Bowl props out one week from today, February third. Superbook will release all of its Super Bowl props. We can talk about that next week. Awesome, awesome. Travel safely. Enjoy the game, my man. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. This has been Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Daily Wager Extra Podcast. As always, we appreciate your downloading, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all the good stuff. And then, of course, we have the one that's 10 minutes or less throughout the week. And we also uh, have the Daily Wager Show, which has been dark for a couple days. I've been on vacation as well. So we'll be back tomorrow, Friday, 6 Eastern on ESPN2. Best of luck to everyone this weekend.